Hi everyone and welcome to the Advice from Hannah show. I have a super dope guest on, Andrew from Threads of Dreams, and we're going to ask him a couple of questions. Andrew, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Now, before I start, you know, talking all about you, I want you to describe yourself. Like, what do you do? So Threads of Dreams basically is a motivational clothing line that we created. Um, it's based out of Toronto, obviously. And our whole mission is to not only create a movement, to, but to create a brand that people can resonate with. And that when they wear it, it actually can represent who they are to the world. So we kind of got started back in 2016. That's kind of when the journey whole uh, began. It was in the beginning of 2016. And from there, we basically spent the whole year planning the entire brand, how we wanted to source material, what we wanted it to stand for, and we launched it towards the end of the year. Since then, we've just been growing it organically, trying to spread the movement, and just connecting with as many people as possible. That is amazing. I'm a huge fan of his page. I will link it below. It's If you're feeling down, just advice from Hannah is nothing compared to Thread of Dreams. Um, <laughs> So who influenced this journey? I know there's always a story of how that kind of happened. Like it usually comes from like a dark time or you know, you're just tired of not seeing what you want to see out there. So how did you like, who influenced this? So uh, we'll go back a little bit. I studied uh, psychology and then marketing when I was in university. Mm -hmm. So I took my bachelor's in psych and then I did a grad program in marketing. I was always interested in the whole you know, human behavior and consumer behavior type of aspect of mm -hmm. it and how marketing tied in with the psychology aspect of how consumers actually act. And I was always, you know, I, I was a sports guy. I played lots of soccer um, and I, you know, I ended up going to the States and playing soccer there. Um, so basically that I was always a motivational guy. You can talk to my teammates or my friends. Mm -hmm. I was always kind of like a leader and trying to push people to, to be the best people they can be. So after I got out of school, I was working my first job and it was out of that job that I was trying to, you know, I found a yearning for something more. I wanted something greater and I really wanted to kind of tie in my love for marketing as well as trying to inspire people towards kind of being better and growing and chasing their passion because I felt like I was in a point where I really wasn't doing that. So originally I had started a blog. It was called Inspire the Market. That's kind of, I was writing blogs. I was trying to get it out there. But then I really was like, okay, how can I take this to the next level? How can I make this a real business? How can I monetize it? And that's kind of how the idea of creating a clothing line came up because I was always into fashion and I really wanted to kind of get my gear out there and seeing people wear it, I knew would just kind of bring a lot of pride to me and I hope would help motivate them in the same way. So I connected with uh, two of my, my best friends. They became came with me along the journey since 2016. And since then, we've kind of just been focusing on growing it as much as we can organically and staying authentic to our message the entire time. That is amazing. I'm like, I'm sitting here, you guys, and you have to meet him in person. Like, the voice doesn't even come, come to partition. But you said something really interesting that kind of struck me, um, that you were working this corporate job or, or this job, and you didn't feel, feel fulfilled. And I know a lot of people listening right now, they don't feel fulfilled in their daytime jobs. I'm, I'm guilty of it. And how do you advise somebody what to do? Like, I'm at my nine to five, they sold me the corporate dream and you know what, I hate it. Now what, like what made you click and change? What was that, je ne sais quoi? 
So, you know, the whole nine to five thing, first of all, I think there's a little bit of a trend right now mm -hmm. that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, I can't come out and tell everyone to just jump out of their nine to five and kind of chase a dream and try and be an entrepreneur because truthfully, not everyone's built to actually build a business and to do that. But I do think that people can at least test it out by having a side hustle. So I would never advise someone, you know, to quit their nine to five right away and just try and jump into something because they had an idea overnight and they really wanted to build something. And then so they just quit everything altogether and try and chase it. I would suggest that you know you stay in your nine to five, you take the experience from that, and you use the money you're generating from your nine to five as investment into your business. That's how you're gonna help it grow, right? You need some kind of capital for any business, some businesses less than others, but that money you make from working for someone else mm -hmm. can actually be used to generate your business and chase your own dream. The thing is, a lot of people, you know, if they're not happy in their job, there's a lot of other jobs that they can work in the meantime. So, you know, if you're really not truly fulfilled and you want to chase something else i suggest that you go after it as a side hustle because in today's day and age with the internet social media the market will tell you if your idea is going to work before you know let's say you're a musician you have to have you know an executive at a record label say that you were going to be someone for them to put you on mm -hmm. but now you can put your music out if you're a musician and the market will speak for itself. If people like it, they'll share it, they'll like it, they'll follow you and mm -hmm. you can blow up online. So it's kind of the same with a variety of businesses. You know, the internet has given us the ability to really expand and grow. And so I would say that if anyone has something that they're not truly fulfilled in, find what you love, chase what you love and put it out there and see how the market reacts. Absolutely. I love that you said not to leave your nine to five. I struggle with that myself some days, but you know, you have to stay consistent and you have to do your time because everything has a season. I find that everything has a season and your season is going to come, but you need to plant and grow and water and wait for like the fruits of your labor to, to come up. So definitely that was amazing advice. I need to have you back on here. Huh. Definitely need to have you back on there. But now that you talk about like we we spoke about your nine to five and staying there you talk a lot about the hustle and i'm somebody from weston road you know raised there so i understand the hustle a lot but what is hustle to you like how do you describe your hustle to to the world so for me hustle is basically outworking your competition because there's only so far that talent will take you and it's really the dedication and the work that's going to separate you from the next person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I go back to athletics, when I was always, you know, playing soccer, I was always trying to compete against people that were on my team to get that starting position. It was just how it was. You had to be better than the next guy in order to play. And if you weren't, you were going to sit on the bench. So it's kind of how where that kind of got ingrained in me. And I learned mm -hmm. that, you know, you got to work for what you want. And when you get there, you got to work even harder to keep it. A lot of people think that you know it's just about the climb and they got to work just to get to the top but once you're at the top people are going to try even harder to take you down so when you're there you got to work even harder to make sure that you stay a step ahead and to make sure you always outwork the competition the thing is a lot of people want to chase a dream you know they, they want to they have a passion they really want to pursue it they have something they love but they just talk about it and they don't actually put it into action so you know the dreams will always remain dreams if you don't actually put the work in and even if you do put the work in, sometimes they might not be as successful right away as you know you think they're gonna be. Another problem that we have as a, I think an entire millennial, you know, young generation is 
we want entitlement. We think we're entitled to things that are going to happen overnight. We want instant gratification kind of. So the problem with that is, you know, overnight success doesn't exist. You can ask any business person, you know, any, you know, musician, any, any entrepreneur, they don't just pop off overnight and become famous or rich or have, have a successful business. It just doesn't happen like that. They really put the time in and it's all about the hours that the people don't see you working that actually define your success. So I think we need to really get rid of the whole, you know, I need this right now, mm -hmm. focus on the long journey and continue to put in the work and know that it's not gonna happen tomorrow, it's not gonna happen next week or even next month, but maybe five, six, seven years from now, I'll be where I wanna be. Absolutely, like for instance, I talk a lot about Oprah because Oprah is like the ultimate goal for me and she got fired from her first producing job. Like she got fired and the, you know what I mean? That's a setback, I would go home and cry and then I'd get up. But I would that would, you know, hurt the ego. And it's funny that you said something Something that you said that resonated with me was that everybody wants that overnight success because we see the glitz and we see the glam, but they don't see the 2, 3 a.m.s that you're packaging orders or you're thinking of ideas. Or with me, when I have an idea in my head and I need it out, it's 2, 3 a.m. and I'm writing. I'm writing whatever's in my head. So it's definitely, you know, it's hard. And, and the hustle is so separately. You said that, like, your, your page said that the other day. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, you get it. Um, but, you know, with all of this hustling, and everything that we do, what is something that you wish you spent less time on? Because I have a ton of things, but something that you wish you're like, you know what, I wish that I didn't do that, but I did it anyway. And it was a learning opportunity, but if you could take it back, would you? So I would never take anything back that, that I've done in the past only because if I've done it and it was wrong or I failed at it, I learned from it. So it helped me progress, it helped me grow as an individual. There's a lot of things that you know, I've spent a lot of time on, you know, that I could have maybe passed on to someone else. And I've learned that in a business, you're gonna be the most successful if you outsource the things you're not good at. So I have a lot of strength, but I also have weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So in the areas that I'm weak, for instance, we're trying to do a lot of video content with Threads of Dreams now. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I'm not like a video editor. I'm not the best with the visual side of things. I have ideas and mm -hmm. I can kind of put them together on paper but I need someone to kind of help me turn that into an actual visual aspect that we can mm -hmm. release online. So we went out and we actually hired someone that's you know working with us now throughout mm -hmm. the summer to create all this content and help us actually bring that to life. So it's things like that that I would rather outsource to someone else than waste three or four times the hours trying to learn it myself and trying to figure it out when I can focus on actually growing the business and have someone else you know come onto the team and actually help us grow that has the expertise there. No, absolutely. Like if you if you have the man muscle to do that, then why not one day soon I will have somebody just editing all my stuff because that's not my my strength. I like talking, and I that that is all I like to do is talk. I swear. And then everything else, somebody else needs to deal with. My husband, shout out to him. But um, <laughs> it's it's definitely hard. Um, but now that that you said that you wish like there's nothing that you wish you didn't spend time on, and I knew you were gonna say that, so I was like, no, he looks like he's gonna say. Now he everything's a learning opportunity. What's the best piece of advice that somebody gave you? So the best piece of advice somebody gave me when I was first coming into this market, um, you know, I had discussions with my parents and my mom obviously was telling me to go after it, but telling me that it's a competitive market, which mm -hmm. I knew coming in, mm -hmm. you know, fashion is extremely competitive. There's a lot of kind of networking you have to do to kind of be at the top level, mm -hmm. but really one thing she told me was to focus on standing out from the crowd 
she said there's a lot of fashion brands out there there's a lot of people doing stuff that you know could seem similar so do something that's going to make you stand out from the noise do something that's going to separate you make you unique because if you're unique enough then nobody can stop you from shining you're eventually going to push through the noise and you're going to be there for people to find you no absolutely and you know what the other day um somebody followed me that had like similar stuff to your stuff and i was like nope i'm not following you because <laughs> i like your stuff and like i i think your stuff is dope but you know i'm able to like link the two with the messages because i think that nobody's given that message like the hustle like everybody talks about the hustle but you really talk about the hustle and that that comes from you know a hustler herself so i get it when i see it so whoever sees your brand will recognize it from a blind person will buy your shirt i can trust me I know they will um but it's it's funny how how similar like backgrounds i always find with people that are very successful they always have a background in sports and do i do you find that playing sports did that for you because when you're playing sports i'm a sports fanatic i feel like all the plays they've been practiced so much before that you know when that guy's coming from left and you know when that guy's coming from right do you feel like sports did that for you and that's why you're successful my successful to me okay <laughs> but <laughs> You know what I mean? Does Do you feel like sports did that for you? For sure. So I think sports, if you look at professional sports, it's just like a business. To create a professional sports team, you need to have everyone on the same page, just like you do when you're building a business. You have to have all the players or all the employees working towards the same goal. Because at the end of the day, that's what the team or that's what the business needs to do to achieve their what they set as success. Mm -hmm. So sports teach you not only to play as a team member and to kind of play your role, but it also teaches you when and where you can take leadership. And some people do that in different ways. Some people take leadership through just action. Others are more vocal leaders. But sports really teaches you both how to fail as an individual because you can make a mistake mm -hmm. and you can make a mistake in the business and it can fail because of your individual mistake. But it also teaches you how to lose as a unit and how to win as a unit. Because when you're playing a sport, it's not always all on you. It's not always on the next guy. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody made a mistake, the goalie let in a goal. It's not always his fault. There were other things that led mm -hmm. there. And in a business, it's the same thing. But I think a lot of what, you know, we do as entrepreneurs sometimes, we like to deflect those those problems. We mm -hmm. say, okay, we failed, but it was because I didn't have enough money to invest in the business. Mm -hmm. Or we failed because I didn't have the right connections that couldn't bring me to the top, you know? But you learn that from sports, you fail, there's a problem. There's a reason why you failed. It's not just, okay, we lost. We lost because, you know, maybe we were poor defensively or we didn't finish our chances, et cetera, or we weren't fit enough or the team outworked us. And it's the same in business. Your competitors can outwork you. They can be better prepared than you. So you have to realize what the mistake is, correct that vertical, and then move towards it so that your business or your sports team can be more successful in the future. You just dropped so many gems that I need all you guys to go back and listen to it because I, I will for a very long time. But it's definitely, I feel like sports and, and life teach you a lot about business if you really listen because you can go to the fanciest school and get your MBA and all of that stuff. But if you don't know how to talk and back that up, then to me, it was it was for nothing. Um, now, do you mind if I ask, like, where do you see your brand in the next little bit? I don't like to put a timeline on things, but just like, where would you like to see your brand? For sure. So, I mean, we want to be one of the emerging brands out of Toronto, obviously. Mm -hmm. So we want to be one of the hottest brands coming out of Toronto because we want to build 
in our own backyard first. We don't want to kind of try and be like this national or global brand yet. Mm -hmm. That's obviously the long-term goal in the macro, but in the micro, we want to try and be really recognized within the Toronto market. And we're slowly growing and focusing, you know, our marketing and our messaging to that market mm -hmm. to try and bring those people in. And from there, we can spread the message out. So we really want to keep it super focused and targeted right now. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we obviously want to be a national brand and eventually an international brand. But, you know, these are 10, 15, 20 year goals. But in the micro, you know, within the next few years, we want to be a well-recognized brand within the local Toronto market. Oh, and you will totally do that because you were on my show. So thank you. <laughs> no, it's definitely something that's I find your brand like fascinating. So and I don't say that very lightly about anything in Toronto, really, because most of my interviews and stuff that I've done, it's been everybody in the States. Right. So um, it's definitely like, I feel happy to see your pictures. I'm like, oh my God, hey, I know where that <laughs> is. I know where that is. I know what we're doing. Um, if you ever need a model, please call me. For sure. Uh, please. I would love to. But um, <laughs> hey, I have to plug myself here, guys. I of hope, course. <laughs> I hope you, you're, you're seeing how business works. But um, my last question would be, is there anything, I lie, you know, I say it's my last question, then I ask like, um, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you? Like when you get interviewed, for instance, me, I think there's only like one person in the world that I've liked how they've interviewed me. So I've always wanted them to ask me something else. So I need to ask you, is there anything else that you wish I asked you that you don't normally get asked that you want to kind of just get off your chest and let everybody know? No, I think you you asked me some good questions and I you know when I go into interviews it's it's always in, I never ask for questions up front. I always just let it kind of flow, let people bring kind of their creativity and what they want to know about the brand because they have their own listeners, they know what their audience wants to hear. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of reflect on that and I answer the questions based on kind of what they're looking at get answers out of. And so I think that you really touched on a lot of, you know, good topics and a lot of important aspects within you know the entrepreneurial realm within our brand and within you know the toronto market that you know i think it was a great interview and i really appreciate your time and, oh, and being on the air with you oh well thank you so much thank you um you know i had to hit you up with another question because i just i can end it like this um i know somebody listening right now probably really wants to start like a clothing brand and you're you're popping to me so what would be something like when was the moment that you realized that you have something like that you like that there's something special about your brand um for instance me with my channel somebody messaged me like a huge message that i had no idea i even touched that person this way and it was probably like one of my my darkest moments ever and this person messaged me and they're like oh your page and they told me everything and i was like oh my god i have to keep doing this so um, that was kind of like my aha moment when I knew something, I had something here. What was that, your aha moment that you realized that, you know what, this is something that I should keep pursuing? So originally, obviously, when we started the brand, we were getting support from, you know, family, friends mm -hmm. and, and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, right? They really, they wanted to rock with the brand and they really liked it, but we didn't really have too much outside external support yet. But then once we, everything we did was organic, by the way. So I'll just clarify that right away. We weren't spending a lot of big budgets on advertising because we didn't have the money at mm -hmm. the time. So we were just trying to really grow everything organic and connect with people through social media and stuff like that. And really the first uh, kind of game changing moment was when we started to get orders from people that, you know, London, Ontario, for instance, Niagara Falls, for instance, you know, Hamilton and people we had no idea who they were. They had just seen our page 
come to our website, resonated with one of the products and ended up purchasing it. Mm -hmm. And that was when those orders, first few orders started to come in, it was really, you know, inspiring for us because these were people that we had no idea who they were. We didn't specifically advertise to them, but mm -hmm. they found us through Instagram or Facebook and they really resonated with what we were doing and they connected with it and they supported the movement. So for someone to that doesn't know you to take out their credit card and buy something online, mm -hmm. it's really kind of a big moment where you're like, okay, maybe we're onto something here. Maybe we have something that a lot of people can connect with and that they'll they'll like and enjoy. So from there, we just continue to pursue it. And on the direct message thing, we also have gotten tons of direct messages from people mm -hmm. saying they really you know, respect the brand, they really love the messaging, and you know, they want us to keep growing and keep promoting the message. So all those things are just reinforcements. And that's really our goal. We really want to connect with as many people as possible. Obviously, it's a business. So we're in it to obviously sell some some gear and spread mm -hmm. the movement. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we really just want to inspire people, push them towards their dreams with the preface that hard work has to be there. Because without the hard work, you just won't achieve success. There's no shortcuts to success. You got to put in the elbow grease. You have to go out there. You have to grind. And you, you have to talk like a lot. So, you know, if you're somebody out there that you want to, you know, achieve something and you want to do something, I need you to go out there and push and push that envelope until everybody and their mom is tired of seeing you and they're just going to have to say yes. That is really how I view business, how I view my stuff. And it's funny, I, I have a conference a workshop on facilitating May 5th and it's my first one and I have been the biggest pain to everybody like literally I'm telling you right now and I know you're busy but I literally have pushed that conference and I the facilitator that I'm doing it for I told him like we're gonna sell this out we are and we're two tickets from selling it out and I told him like I'm this is gonna sell out so and, and shout out to Amanda shout out to him and I like the other person I'm doing with, with and we have my neighbor and the elevator knows that I'm hosting a workshop, even though I know she's not gonna go. So if you're out there and you wanna pursue something, you need to tell everybody until they're sick of hearing you and they're gonna be like, you know what? Yeah, fine, I'll go, I'll go. And you know what? Credit card here, I'm buying your clothes because that's what you have to do to survive because if you're gonna, the first no, you're gonna go cry, which I have. But um, the first no that you get, you're gonna stop, then you stick to your nine to five. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, you know, you brought up an interesting topic there, kind of about the whole rejection thing. You know, people are afraid of rejection and, you know, they, they're afraid of hearing no. But the thing is, you might get 100 no's, but it only takes one yes to really change the game for you. And, you know, you really have to hustle, like you said, applaud to you for going out there and pushing the event and, you know, basically selling it out. And anyone who's listening, you should definitely go check out the workshop and, and head to the event if you don't already have tickets. Um, but that kind of reminds me of something that we did when we threw our launch event in Toronto. So we threw it uh, downtown at the Horseshoe Tavern nice. on Queen Street. And leading up to the event, we went out on the streets and we were like handing out pamphlets. We had, you know, a couple of us were just out there trying to push the event as much as possible. And when you do something like that, that's when you hear the most no's in your life. Like people don't want to grab the pamphlet they don't want to talk to you they're just trying to get somewhere and it's just one of those things that you learn that okay yeah maybe 500 of these people said no but out of these a thousand people that I asked today 50 people are going to show up to the show mm -hmm. and that's how we were able to bring out about 250 to 300 people to our event nice. and you know really have a good one so it was it was really all about what you said hustling spreading the movement and just not being afraid of rejection and failing 
No, absolutely. You're going to hear the no's. They're going to come. And sometimes the no's may come from somebody really close to you, but you're still going to go out there and, and pursue the passion till the death of you. That is something that I say, maybe my vision won't happen in 15, 20 years, maybe in 30, but I'm still going to be here. And this is, I love interviewing people. And like, I get so excited. You probably see my face right now. And um, so if you have something out there, you need to hustle and get it. I will link Andrew's company in the comment section and you will see if you go check my instagram page you will see a picture of us which i have to take and it's going to be super fun um thank you so much for being on here i have had a blast this says you fulfilled the vision for me man so this was really cool i wanted to do a live interview for a while awesome. so thank you thank you so much thank you so much really appreciate you taking the time and you having uh, myself on here to talk about the brand and really appreciate it thank you thank you so much Thank you.